So we're going to start right now. All right. Go, Ken, when you're ready. Okay. <clears throat> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the KF Podcast. Uh, this is the Pro Wrestling Week in Review. I want to say thank you for listening. If you found us on the interwebs, check us out at kfpodcast.com. At DKF Podcast and all your social, or your, yeah, all your social media needs. We got the crew here. It was a big WrestleMania weekend. Uh, a yeah. lot of wrestling this week. Um, I watched zero of it. So then this is when I stopped talking this podcast and kick it over mm-hmm. to Don and Brock as me and Justin stare at each other via video. And Justin's cat watches him eat birthday pie. <laughs> it's his birthday pie. Happy birthday, Justin, for the 80th time. Memphis pie. Thank you. What, Brock? What was it called? Memphis pie? Kentucky Derby. Kentucky, Kentucky. Derby. <laughs> oh. All right. So we'll get into, we're going to we're going to skip SmackDown. Nothing happened. We're going right to WrestleMania. Night. Okay. Um, Brock, did you know that WrestleMania had to be two nights because it was too big <laughs> for one night? It was too big for one night. But still, the two combined nights were not as long as last year's WrestleMania. Exactly. It was actually nice to watch just three hours, you know, nice and easy. It wasn't like 20 hours of it like they normally do. Um, so, yeah, it was a little odd. I mean, I sat down Saturday night um, alone, watched it. Um, you know, just has an odd feeling to it. You, nor I, I really missed the whole weekend of like, you know, the takeover show, the Hall of Fame, you know, yeah. like it's it's become such a thing that you look forward to like not having any of that and this was going to be a good hall of fame with the nwo and batista and all these other people in it it just really was a letdown it was yeah i hope they do it at SummerSlam if we're back to normal by then yeah so um i'll skip past the kickoff show stuff they started with the um women's tag team um nikki cross and alexa beat beat uh the kabuki warriors um, it was okay. You know, best the, you can do. It was odd that match because it felt like the camera crew was trying their hardest to not shoot the empty building, yes. which I thought was stupid because everyone knows that the building's empty. Yep. So just stop with it. They all missed that. a bunch of moves and stuff because they were, they were just worried about the camera angles. Yeah. Um, I kind of felt that was the same with the King Corbin and Elias stuff. It was mm-hmm. just, and that was just kind of, I don't know, that was kind of. How about Elias killed on Friday, thrown off a balcony? Absolutely killed, like thrown to his death, and all he had was a Band-Aid on. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you, you have to explain this to me. What's going so, on now? So on SmackDown, Baron Corbin took Elias up. They have that little, like, balcony <laughs> that they have at the Performance oh. Center. Mm-hmm. It's the same one they use in um, Full Cell. Okay. Actually, no, they were at Full Sail. Weren't they at Full Sail, Brock? No, they were at the Performance Center, I think. But and, is, um, that the, is that where Gargano and Ciampa got thrown off yes. of? Yes. Okay, yes. that was the Performance Center. Okay. Yeah. So they're there, and a lot, and King Corbin like threw Elias off that through a table, and Elias was like dead. They're like, "Oh my God, he's dead!" So like, you didn't think he was gonna show up at a uh, Mania that like someone else was going to step in and fight Corbin, like maybe Gronk, but Elias just came out. He was fine. He had a bandaid on his arm. Like, <laughs> well, he's okay. You know, it took a little bump, but he's okay. No big deal. Um, so moving on, um, then you had this match. I was highly disappointed. It was the raw women's championship match. 
uh, Becky and, and, and Shayna. I didn't like this match at all. I thought it was too fast, too short, and a lame way to keep the belt on Becky. Yep. I mean, she, you know, Shayna Baszler, yeah, Shayna Baszler got her in the in her Carabuda clutch or whatever she does, and Becky just kind of rolled her backwards, and Shayna couldn't get out of it and pinned her. And it happened so fast. It was like a six-minute match. I mean, there was so much buildup for this match, and they really did nothing. Baszler beat her up by slamming her around the ring for like five minutes, and then she, uh, Becky just rolled her up. I think it's absolutely pointless. I think the more I think about it now and some reports I heard, I think it's probably not 100%, but very close that Ronda Rousey is going to come back this year. And I think that's why they kept that belt on Becky. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't let her pin Shayna so that Shayna doesn't look beatable, still looks beatable, but it keeps that belt on her so that at SummerSlam maybe you could have Rousey, yeah. the belt that Rousey never lost or whatever, you know. I mean, if, with the way that they have everyone separated, they could definitely do a, you know, they can get the four horsewomen versus each other. That's that's what I want to see next year's WrestleMania. If it's in Hollywood, it's going to be huge. Do yeah. It. Yeah. It's very confusing, the women roster and Raw, because, like, now you have... Well, we'll get to it when we talk to Raw, because that's a topic for that. But um, then you had The Miz wasn't able to compete, so that they did, like, one person from each team fought in a ladder match, which I thought was really dumb. I thought they should have just canceled this. Yeah. The match itself, they did a great job. I don't want to take away from what Kofi yeah, the and... Match was fine. And they did, but it, I mean, if you don't have your partner, either get another partner, temporary partner, or just don't have it. You know, or just like have the other two teams fight for number one contender. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty stupid. Um, but uh, Morrison won in a, a creative way that I never saw before. I thought that was interesting how he like had the be- they were all three fighting over the belts, and he kind of like fell off the ladder, but he took the belts with him when he fell. Hmm. They came off that little coat hanger that they put the belts on. <laughs> Not the coat hanger. And then uh, the other two teams are standing there looking at that coat hanger like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Morrison's down there laughing. Uh, then you had Rollins and uh, Owens. I thought they had a great match. I thought this would have killed in a live audience. Yeah, uh, they did a good job. I mean, Owens jumping off the mania sign, all the stuff that he did, they did a great job. But again, in a dead arena, it was just kind of just lacking. You needed more to it. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to take away from them because they did a great job. I liked it. Like they did the uh, screw finish and then like Owens restarted the match and, and then actually got the win, which was cool. Beat him twice. Beat him twice. Um, how about the universal, back. the universal championship, which was what? I timed it. It was two minutes and 12 seconds. <laughs> it was, what, four spears and then four power slams? Or was it two spears, two power slams? It was four Goldberg spears and then four power slams. One, okay. super, one super running slam by Strowman. Yeah. Well, a couple, like, um, Goldberg attempted like he was going to go for the jackhammer, which you're like, there ain't no way you're picking up Strowman, Bill Goldberg. You're 52 years old. I agree that 90s Goldberg could have got Strowman up easily. Like, yeah, a different level of, of Bill Goldberg then. But He struggled with Bray Wyatt at Super Showdown. Oh, yeah. No no way. No way was he getting them. Um, I'm so tired of Bill Goldberg. Please stop. It's enough with him. He's too old to be going up against these young guys. It's just, you know, I don't mind a novelty show up once in a while, but, you know, 
it just I don't know, it was bad. I, I heard he's in he got some heat because he wanted he played a creative control card, I guess, to beat Bray Wyatt. And he only wanted to do WrestleMania, and then he wouldn't extend his contract to defend against Roman Reigns later. Yeah. So now the, the creative team is upset that they buried Bray Wyatt for this Goldberg thing yep. just to have Braun Strowman beat Goldberg for the title because he won't do another day. Yeah, he uh, they asked him to do um, a later date down the road and fight Roman at like SummerSlam, and he was like, no, I'm done because he just wants to go home. He doesn't want to care about being the champion so they put it on Strowman which I'm glad that it's on Strowman now because mm-hmm. maybe maybe they'll do something with this title and with him he is a dominant looking champion the guy can wrestle he's there every week he's there every week the guy can talk the guy can do just about everything except for, I guess his attitude backstage gets him in trouble once in a while but I mean God do stuff with it's the guy not make, even that make... he has a bad attitude he doesn't the, the WWE is not his entire life Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he can—he's good at being a good guy and a bad guy, so you could yeah. use him however you need. Let him be your dominant monster champion. I mean, move on with it, because mm-hmm. the way it's looking now, I don't think you're gonna have Roman back for a while. No, and you shouldn't. It's fine that he's gone for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather have him in three years than mm-hmm. have, have a terrible match in an empty building. Exactly. Um, then you had the Undertaker versus AJ Styles in a Boneyard match. It was, I thought it was fantastic. I loved it. This is how the Undertaker should do matches from now on if he's still going to do things. I think he's going to. I think this is testing the waters because with the way they evolved his character and how he's acting now, like he can do this for another 20 years. Yeah, it was great. I mean, and AJ was great too. I mean, AJ was 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 funny it was entertaining hearing the undertaker just talk normal was great like the shit talking that he was doing the things he was saying i mean he basically killed carl anderson and and and, <laughs> <laughs> and luke gallows i think he murdered the two of them and then blew up the building with him in it and i think aj's dead i mean it was hilarious it was so good it was so well shot like that's what you need to do keep doing stuff like that that's what that's what separates you and makes you look different Mm-hmm. They could have it at the same place every year. Yeah. More yep. that was, you know. He was doing magic. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta love a good magic wrestling match. Uh, you gotta love good magic and good everything else. And I like at the end where he was like, AJ, it's okay, man. I ain't gonna kill you. And AJ's like, you're not? And he's like, no, it's all right, buddy. You did good. You wrestled a good... He's like, you did good. Good fight. Okay, and AJ's all like drunk standing there, and Taker's like, it's all right. Then he gives him like a fake hug, then turns around and kicks him right into the grave. That was absolutely <laughs> perfect. I and like then he, looked, he teleported behind him. Yeah, teleported behind him. And then that bulldozer was suddenly like right up to the grave. I was like, oh, the editing is good. It's nice to have editing <laughs> in a wrestling match. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, so then the next week, uh, the next night then, we did a uh, go-to-meeting call that Lance set up, friend of the show. And it was really cool. We all got to um, be online, talk a little bit. I thought that was nice. It made it more fun to watch, I thought, at least. Mm-hmm. Got to see uh, Perry finally came out for a WrestleMania match. <laughs> <laughs> like we kept telling him, all it took was a global pandemic to get him on uh, <laughs> a WrestleMania show. <laughs> 
Uh, but we started that night off with um, the NXT Championship, Ripley and Charlotte. What do you think about this one, bro? It was a good match. I hated the outcome, though. You were mad that Rhea lost? I, I just don't see what Charlotte Flair gains from winning the NXT title again four years later or whatever it's been. I totally think this is a power move to try and bring more star power to Wednesday night to compete with AEW. I think Charlotte Flair winning the NXT thing is all related to AEW. Probably. What do you think, Ken? I agree. I saw that and I'm like, so who do you believe is going to actually be a contender? Because they just did that, like, uh, that ladder match. And I don't, you know, we'll get to that later. But, like, when you look at that and you go, well, none of these girls are going to be able to compare to, like, Charlotte Flair. Like, unless you're going to really drop her down a peg, which I doubt the WWE is going to do. Yeah. It just doesn't make much sense to me. It's. I mean, I know Rhea Ripley is young, but I really felt this kind of hurt her because they've really been building her that she's, like, you know, their new rising star. And I, I, I see, I, I think they're so disconnected with fans that in Vince McMahon, I think this is a Vince move. Totally. I don't think this is a triple H thing that Vince thinks, yeah, we'll put Charlotte on Wednesdays. Everyone will, everyone will tune. That gives a star power that turns people away. I think. So the I only thing, so. the only thing I heard that might be like a reason why other than the AEW stuff that we're talking about is apparently she's got to go back to Australia for a while. Like her visa might be up with everything going on. Um, she might have some work visa issues and she might be gone from WWE. And when she flies back to Australia, I don't think she'll be able to leave and come back. So that well, if might that's be... the case, I would understand that better. But uh, that would make more sense and make me feel better because I feel like Charlotte. I, I love Charlotte. I'm a big Charlotte fan. I feel like she's great. I think she could have <laughs> put her over here and really made Rhea and that belt very powerful. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, then you had Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. Not a bad some... match. <laughs> What's that? For For some reason. For some reason, only to make Bobby Lashley <laughs> mad at Lana, only to piss Lana, only to make him mad at Lana. That was the only reason he did this match. And he had Cody Rhodes' pants on. He did. What was he doing with Cody Rhodes' pants? He had, like, one of those with a cod piece. It was, like, black oh. pants with, like, a gold cod piece, like the Cody outfit. Give him back. Um, <laughs> one of my favorites of that night, I really enjoyed the Otis and Ziggler with the Mandy stuff. I thought that was great. I like that's good, like television with the love triangle stuff, the Sonya Deville reveal that they did. It was, that, wow. was all entertain- that was all entertaining. That was all entertaining. That was all Otis got the girl at the end. All good stuff. That was, that was fun. I, I enjoyed that. Even with, even with um the empty arena, it was good. Cause you had a lot of people running around and interactions going on. And so I thought that mm-hmm. one was good. It was probably the most storyline driven match of WrestleMania. Yeah, definitely. It was for except sure. for maybe the next, well, the next one, we have Edge versus Randy Orton. I got to tell you, for a match that I was looking forward to since Royal Rumble, this was a major disappointment. You were too excited for it. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I thought it was decent for what they – I like that they took it to the back. Yeah, the I like that they took it back the there, factor. but it felt – it just didn't – I don't know. It just didn't hit for me, yeah. you know? I don't know what it was. It was, like, so much, like – like I was heavy breathing after, and grunting and laying there. And it was like, just get on with it. Like do some yeah, more. 
with you because after the Boneyard match and all the editing that they did in that to make it look more like a real fight and all that stuff. Yeah. I, I was kind of expecting them to do that with this too. Like when they were on top of that trailer, I'm like, someone's going off that trailer. No, nope, yeah. I'm just going to hit you with a basic move on top and then just exactly. count it out. Exactly. You had, if you do this last man standing match with a crowd, you can go into the crowd and the crowd's into it. You're feeding off the crowd energy. It looks good. With an empty arena, there was no one around, so it was very quiet. You should have did. You should have did something where, like, the boneyard match, you had like music going and noises and sound effects and made it better. You could have made it a lot better. You could have yeah. took a hint from the Gargano Champa thing that they did and made it better. That was good. Yeah, you could have done that. Uh, so this, I don't know. Hopefully they get to fight again because it just it didn't it didn't work. Um, the raw tag team thing was just fine. That wasn't anything there. I mean, it was okay. Austin Theory's second match is WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, good for Austin Theory. <laughs> um, you had the SmackDown Women's match. Um, I was surprised that Bailey still retained. I thought for sure they were going to do something different here. Well, yeah. if if uh, what's her face is coming back, they can if they keep Bailey and her together, that's that's two people that can start by. Can you clarify who what's her face is? Sasha Banks. Like it seems like they're still good. You know, they're still tight because uh, I don't know if when I read the storyline is they hugged after the match. Yeah. Yeah. So if they they're like the core of the four horsewomen, they could lead that towards that. Like they need to get those two. You know. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Whatever Shazam had to, you know, work with Black Adam to, to <laughs> defeat foes, you know, good and evil working together for Conan. I hear you. I hear villain. you. So let's go on to the Firefly Funhouse uh, match. And Brock, I'll let you go first. What did you think about this between Cena and Wyatt? Well, I think it was a thing to make smart marks chuckle. Yeah. But as far as, like anything else, it just was silly to me. You know, I think that here my biggest problem with this match is I loved everything that they did in the beginning. I thought a lot of this was very smart and very brilliant. A lot of areas that they did touching on, you know, the ruthless aggression show is out right now. They're trying to promote that. So, like, they did Cena in his old ruthless aggression outfit and him. He, but he's missing the punch that he normally land on angle. And I, I like all the creativeness that they did there. And I like everything that they did with the NWO rumor and the, and the Cena heel turn that then never happened. And I was like, I was into it. I was like, this is good. Like it's really Bray, like fucking with him, messing with him. But then when you got to it, they never fought. He just yeah. knocked out Cena and won in like a second. And I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like you had me so invested through this, like, wow look at him really getting in Cena's head like he has really broken him down to like he has him back to that moment that now he's going to beat him as the fiend and he just hit one move and it was over I'm like he disappeared what? then yeah that was it it was such a letdown for me I really thought you yeah. could have took 15 minutes off the edge and Randy Orton match and gave it to Cena and the fiend yeah I'm shocked that that's all they did because you see those pictures of Cena in the NWO gear everywhere. Because like, it was really cool. That part was really cool. Like I was like, I was like popping off for that stuff. I was like, oh shit, he's out there in his regular outfit. Like this is his old prototype outfit. Then it was like, oh there he is as the Doctor Thugonomics and like Bray Wyatt's back in his old Wyatt gear. Like this is all cool. Then you're like, 
oh shit, Cena's coming out to NWO music at the re- at WrestleMania, and Bray Wyatt's doing Eric Bischoff with like a Wolfpack shirt on. It was really good. And then finally, when you got to superhero John Cena as he is now versus the Fiend, they line up, then he just mandible claws him, and it's over. And you're like, that's Cena it. literally disappears. Yeah. It was so strange. Such a letdown. I I just don't understand that one, how the, why that ended like that. They should have gave those guys way more time. Well, let's hope that it builds for something more See, down he's the gone. road. He disappeared. He's gone. he's gone forever. I don't know. We'll see what they do with The Fiend now. I don't know what you do with him now if he goes back after his title or you have him involved with other things on SmackDown. I mean, rest, they're probably going to go away for a little while, but I did hear that they might be back in a couple weeks. They'll be allowed to reopen and film another month's worth of stuff. So we'll see what they do with that. Hmm. Um, then you have the championship match, the main event, Lesnar, Drew McIntyre. Were you happy with the outcome of that, bro? Yeah, my good personal friend, Drew McIntyre, won the... Uh... WWE Championship in about what? Yeah, it was a little longer than the uh, than the Goldberg match. You know, would he take three F fives? Yeah, they really made Brock kind of look like a chump in this. Yeah, which I was surprised by. I I tell you what, as I'm a Lesnar fan, I like Lesnar. I I don't mind him, but it's enough already with Brock with people overcoming Lesnar at WrestleMania. They have done this story with Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and now Drew McIntyre. It's so played out to me. It's enough that he wins the belt like in the end of the year, carries it to Mania. You know, hundred day title reign. You're never going to be able to beat him, and then squashes someone at at the rumble or at super showdown. And then, you know, someone, it was the same story. It was the same exact story as Rollins last year. Yeah. You know, but you know, it makes Drew look good. He kicked out of, you know, all those F fives and hit him with four claymores or whatever, you know, but it's enough with Brock Lesnar as champion. Now mm-hmm. I, I, I don't mind Brock Lesnar in WrestleMania season. Cause I think he's good. I think he's entertaining. He was really entertaining this time around. Cause he was on a lot more. Mm-hmm. But, you know, make him a novelty match at Mania. That's, uh, you know, make him the new Undertaker. Yeah. We've been saying that for years. Yeah. It's enough already, Vince. Every time you feel like your ratings are down, you just put the strap on him and move on, and then someone has to defeat him at Mania. Like, it's just it's it's just so old. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll go over to Monday Night Raw. Um I'll skip uh, Oscar wrestled in a singles match. I don't really care. Um, one of the surprises is they brought up Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. She's raw roster now. Nia Jax also came back. So the raw women's roster is really confusing right now because is Shayna Baszler raw? Cause they still have her listed as SmackDown. Uh, I'm not sure Rhea, where Rhea Ripley falls into it. I'm not sure if Charlotte's raw what roster or if she's NXT now. You know, now they have Nia Jax. They have, um, you know, uh, Bianca Belair. They have a pretty stacked, powerful women's division. Probably the you know mm-hmm. a, a really good one. But I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with it. I don't either. A lot I, of I think now the roster split and all that is kind of just like a not thing 
a non-issue because it's whoever can get there, I think, is what we're dealing with now. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you obviously see that because um, whoever's close by, a lot of these NXT call-ups, you had um, Seth Rollins wrestle a guy I've never heard of from NXT. Uh, Alistair Black, oh, no, he wrestled Cruz, but um, Umberto Carrero wrestled. Moved over to, to Raw from SmackDown, though. Who's that? They, they did say Apollo Cruz was officially moved to Raw from SmackDown, though. Even though he they, was on Raw Monday? Yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's uh, he was on SmackDown. SmackDown. Oh, okay, yeah. He so he came over. Wasn't they, that they an know. odd match that he had with Alistair Black? Yeah, because he was it was good. He went like three commercial breaks. I was yeah. like, Christ, Paulo Cruz is taking him to the limit. <laughs> he can go. I don't know why they never used him. Yeah, I was surprised by. I was pleasantly surprised by that because I thought like, oh, Alistair Black's gonna squash Apollo Cruz. You know, and then it was like three commercial breaks in. I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> Maybe Vince McMahon's finally getting over his short, his problem with short people. I don't know. Oh, I hope so. Speaking of short people that Vince McMahon hates, do you like the new tag team of Ricochet and Cedric Alexander? I'd, I'd like both of those guys. I don't understand. What, like, <laughs> when both of them came up, they got pushed right away. And now this is what they do. <laughs> now they're in a tag team. At least they got a win. Yeah. What's funny is both of them were on Twitter right after that win going, there, we got a win. Are you happy now? Leave us alone. Like, all bitching about it on Twitter. Like, because they've been getting trolled so much for losing. (laughs) And beat Oni Larkin and Danny Birch, two guys that are there just to take a loss. If you need a tag team loss, it's those guys. (laughs) They're former tag Uh, champs. Definitely the oddest thing of the night, though, was was the main event, though. Can you please explain to me what the hell that was? <laughs> Drew McIntyre beat up the big show. <laughs> but why was it, like, the, right after WrestleMania? Why wasn't it just, like, they filmed the Raw angle with it? I didn't understand that whatsoever. Because Big Show show debuts on Netflix this week. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot all about it. That's funny. I don't know if you saw it, Ken, but they were like, look what happened after WrestleMania. Big Show comes out with a referee like he has the money in a bank suitcase all of a sudden. And it's just like, I want a title match. And Drew McIntyre's like, no, I'm not doing it. Nothing you can say make me do it. And he, so he smacks him. And he's like, all right. And then Big Show's like, I don't need a title match. I just want to fight you. And then McIntyre's like, all right, it's a title match. I'm like, true. <laughs> <laughs> he said he didn't want a title match. Why is the title on the line? But, you know, he he took a, a couple choke slams and then hit him with the one kick and beat him. It was just ridiculous. The only thing I saw about this was like, this is unprecedented that someone would, uh, you know, take a match right after winning the belt at WrestleMania. This has never happened before. Then they showed a picture of Yokozuna after he beat Bret <laughs> yeah. Hart, and then and he's, he's fighting Hulk Hogan. This is exactly what happens. Oh, the WWE <laughs> says that so much. They they, never... don't re- they don't remember their own mythos, and that's what's most frustrating <laughs> yeah. about them. Yeah, but I'm going to get that in AEW because they did the same thing, too. So <laughs> we'll get there in a minute. So let's go to NXT. NXT opened up with the number one contenders ladder match that um, Io Shirai won. Um, I thought it was really well done. Yeah, every everyone in that match is good. Yep. Io Shirai versus Charlotte Flair is an interesting matchup. Yeah, it's one we haven't seen yet. Yeah. Io's good. Again, that match in front of Full Sail would have been amazing. 
with all the spots that they were doing and everything that was going on, it would have been good. Yeah, it was it was one of the more like fast paced ladder matches they've had in a while. They yeah. had six people in it. I'm sure that helped. Yeah, but. it was intense. It was good. I love the Chelsea Green part where Robert Stone got in a ring, was trying to encourage her up the ladder, and was like helping her up, and then they got shoved off. That was pretty funny. Robert Stone. Uh, then you had the tag team, this new tag team from India, Indus Sheer is what they're called. First a team I never heard of called Ever Rise that was so weird. Three point three in Chikara. Indus Sheer Ken is the Indian guys. The one guy was the former yeah. Pirates pitcher and all that. Yeah, um, this is just AOP all over again, but now they're from India. Crazy. All right, so real quick, uh, my I might just kick off the call if my phone dies. I'm at like ten percent. So. All right. So, but quick. yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll move on. Then you had uh, Johnny Gargano, and they did an hour-long show of a fight in an empty arena, and I thought it was I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. That match was an hour long. It was an hour. There was commercials in between. There was a lot of talking. It was like a movie. Now, I think that this is how WWE, you know how AEW is doing the fans or the wrestlers around the ring and it Mm -hmm. makes it feel different. I think WWE needs to go to all of their matches, especially if they have time after they film to edit them and make them look like this match. Make them look like a movie. Make them look like Lucha Underground. They blacked Mm -hmm. out. You couldn't tell there was no crowd. It was in an empty arena. You know, it was like a fight. It was like a movie. You could hear them talking. There was music. There was sound effects. This is what you need to do. This is how you separate yourself and make your product look different, especially yeah. in, a, in a time of distancing. Because they did a lot of crazy stuff. You know, the talking was good. Johnny Gargano yeah, won. He, che- he cheated. Did Candice LeRae turn on him? Candice LeRae. Look like- yeah, Candice LeRae gave Johnny Gargano something when she dropped him off and acted like she was pissed at him. And then she came out and was like, they were about to kill each other. I mean, they had to ring thing down. They were going to like de- smash their heads into the car to the ground. And then finally she came out and was like, this is enough already. She was like, what are you two trying to do? And she like separated them. And Champa was like, just went and sat on the ropes. And then she was like, I hate my husband. You've ruined my husband. So she uh, she kicked him in the nuts and left. And then uh, Champa went over and was like, what are we doing? And Gargano was like, I don't know. And he was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Champa like said he was sorry and kind of like consoled him. And then Candice LeRae went back in and low blowed Champa. Then Gargano took out the, he had a cup on. Okay. Then he hit Champa with his move right on the uh, wood slates and pinned them. And then him and Candice LeRae left. And in the parking lot, it looked to me like, uh, What's his name? Killer Cross and Scarlet Bordeaux were in the car watching it all. See, my DVR cut off before I didn't get to see the very end. You saw like him in a car and you saw a blonde in the passenger side. And as Gargano and Larray drove off, they followed them. That'd be a good first feud for him. Yeah. Yeah. But it was good. I mean, it was compelling. It was it was good. It was just all well done. It was really well done. Do you think Champa gets called up now? Maybe. He said he doesn't want to, but, you know, maybe he won't have a choice. All right, before Ken's phone died, let's go over to Dynamite. Um, let's just say that there isn't a better person on commentary in the universe than Chris Jericho. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, you're 100% right. It's, <laughs> it's, it's funny that you can watch people like 
Jim Ross, who are supposed to be like seasoned pros at this. And then, you know, Jericho, who can just is great on the mic, just tear it up. Tear, and, you know, it's, here's the point why he's so good. Soon as I saw Sean Spears and Cody Rhodes get in the ring for the main event, which we won't talk about yet, but Sean Spears has a logo that comes up and then Cody's logos come up. And the first thing I thought in my mind was Cody's logo and Sean's logo look exactly the same. Why is everybody with these logos and Jericho? The first thing he says is Cody went to the thing and tried to copy Sean Spears, logo. And instead he screwed it up and he got that stupid tattoo on his neck, which is just a bad version of Sean Spears. I'm like, that's wonderful. That's absolutely amazing. That he says the tattoo artist had to have been drunk. Yeah. It was great. And I loved when he was like, and this Aubrey Edwards scumbag. She's the worst <laughs> referee in the world. They're like, just making fun of her. That's a fast count. That's a fast count. He just kept saying that over and over. Oh, he was fantastic. He made, he, made the, he made the whole thing enjoyable. Even stuff you didn't like, he just made it enjoyable. He's just so good. I agree. I agree 100%. Hopefully He's the best. He's the best. Um, so then you had Lance Archer versus some a jobber. I, again, I you know I understand that um like a, NXT they're using jobbers from their roster. Where is AEW getting these jobbers from? So apparently these are QT Marshall. They're filming in his gym where oh, he so trains. These are he has there. Yeah, these are his guys that are in his his training class. Okay, because uh, Lance Archer beat again beat the shit out of someone that. <laughs> I don't know who he was, but I think it's so enjoyable watching Lance Archer brutally throw people around the ring like so badly. Like it ha- it's looks so stiff to me and real that like, you know, he's just hitting these guys. These guys have to be like, I don't want to get in that ring and, and get that done to me. No fucking way. That looks like that hurts. I agree, but my only issue with it is he's going to have to get in the ring with other like bigger guys like Cody or even yeah. Colt Cabana. And like, what do you, are you going to be able to do these same moves? Cause that's what people are going to expect. Yeah. That's all I and, think. And, and I agree. I think he needs to do that, but I think right now they're in a situation where they're really limited in talent who they can use. So, oh yeah. And I get it. Make him look like a monster while yeah. you can. It's the, really the only thing you can do with him right now where he's just sitting there. So yeah, you know, yeah. Because I saw a lot of people online saying, this is just like Monday Night Raw when they're, they have Eric Rowan fighting jobbers and stuff. And I'm like, well, they don't, have, wrestling. Anyone. They don't have anyone else. And you got to put them over as a beast. And there's no one else. In the, the, the 90s, that's all wrestling, televised wrestling was. Yeah. What I said is, this is different because Eric Rowan had an entire locker room of raw <laughs> talent that he could fight. And he's still beating right. up jobbers that work locally. So... You know, we'll give it a pass. But yeah, Ken, I want to see what he can do against, uh, see what kind of strength he has against like some bigger guys. I'm excited. Yeah, Colt Cabana is next week, and I'm I'm looking forward to the match just to see how he can go because Colt is a good wrestler. Because I think to have a comedic style, you have to be a good, you have to be a good wrestler. So, so it should be interesting. Then you had Britt Baker versus Sheeta. Uh, it was okay. I just mostly enjoyed Jericho's commentary during it. Wasn't really watching most of this match. I was praying on my phone and listening. Baker's nose. Yeah, it yeah. looked like it. She was bleeding. Uh, and then you had uh, the best friends uh, versus Kenny Omega and Michael Nakazawa. Where's Hangman Page? What's up with him? You think? I don't think he. I think he's quarantined. I don't think he has something, but he's he's at home in Virginia or wherever he lives. Um, yeah. so that's why he is not, 
uh, you know, that's why he's not around right now. So yeah. the segment that led to this match was hilarious, though. It was yeah. real good. It was real. That, good. Was, that, that was pretty funny where they were arguing over the best friend's name. And uh, yeah, Orange Cassidy's just in that closet or, or the bathroom. Then they're like, go back in there. And he was went back in. Well, fun. it just shows that, you know, OK, you can have a one off match, but you can still make some kind of reasoning behind it. Like, uh-huh. you know, yeah, it was good. And again, I mean, this was made even better by the funny things that Jericho was saying during it. He had a lot of great lines. <laughs> Making fun of Nakazawa's shirt. It's like, oh, the, the PR department had a great, a hard time figuring yeah. out his. <laughs> uh, so then you had uh, Matt Hardy cut some weird ass promo at his house. And I just, again, I don't get it. I don't, I don't, I just don't enjoy it. I'm not a huge fan of it either, but you know what I got out of it was that they're going to start filming some stuff from like, his compound. Yeah, which will work, which will work well for them. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, um, Brody Lee had another uh, Vince McMahon esque type promo about the dress code. About the dress codes, <laughs> yeah. Um, then he had another squash match against a jobber. I kind of thought they should have went with maybe had some dark order guys wrestle there, maybe Brody Lee come out and like. I don't think he needs to beat up jobbers either. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, because everybody th- already knows who he is. Mm-hmm. I, I also think there's an introduction to the United States. Yeah, I also think it takes some heat off of uh, what's his name, Lance Archer, because you're doing two of the same thing. You know, you're getting two squash matches in two hours, so it's it's it, it can be a little watered down at that point. But you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Who do you think once if they get back to some normal? semblance of life here who's a good first feud with him other than christopher daniels is he going to feud with christopher daniels or who would you like to see Brody lee go up against i think they need to do an scu you know a dark order situation i think that's just the only thing that makes sense right now uh with with everything um really anything else i don't really know what else you do without rewriting the entire like yeah just starting completely fresh, which would be fine to an extent, but it, you know, almost like a waste. Yeah. And I don't know up. where SCU is right now. If they were probably in California, if they're allowed to travel or not. So I, I think that California might be under some parts of it that are under uh, martial law. So I doubt that they're really doing yeah. anything. They're in a tough spot. Yeah. But you know, shame for it's tough because this Brody Lee introduction and all this, this is supposed to be really good and really big. And it's kind of like hard to do it. Just have him beaten up jobbers every week. Yeah. Again, feels very Eric Rowish Rowanish when you see that then. Yeah. Um, then we had a promo for next week. We get Moxley versus Hager. And this is the part that got on my nerves. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about, no one in wrestling has done MMA and wrestling at the same time. <laughs> and Jack, Jake Hager is, first of all, your MMA record, Jake Hager, you're two and O and the third match you had, you got disqualified for punching in the nuts way too many times. And the official disqualified you the second match. 
You almost got disqualified for punching in the nuts too much. You beat two losers that had losing records. They act like Jake Hager is the UFC champion. He's in Bellator. <laughs> he's had two shitty matches and a third one that he got disqualified for. And we're supposed to, and they're like, Jake Hager is going to be the first AEW champion and Bellator champion. You are not going to be Bellator champion. <laughs> like, like, come on off it already that he's this dominant force that like is so unstoppable. I know they're trying to build like some hype for this match, but then they were, you know, no one's ever done this. And like, I saw, uh, you know, like Dan Severin did the same thing. Lesnar was doing similar stuff. Like, it's just, it's annoying. It was annoying. I, 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 I'm, I'm not into Jack Swagger or Dean Ambrose whatsoever. I could really care less about that match. And then when they kept saying over and over, like this guy is four and O in AEW, and that's an impressive record. Like, do you know who he beat? He beat, <laughs> like, I had to go do research. He beat Dustin Rhodes. He beat QT Marshall, who's never won a match on his own. Uh, he's, he, he beat both the natural disasters, whatever they're called. He beat up Alfonso Jones, who's someone I've never heard of, and then another jobber I've never heard of. Two jobbers, one on AEW Dark, one on Dynamite, QT Marshall and Dustin Rhodes. And I'm like, that makes you the number one contender? Now, I know I can't get too hype on it because they are under a special quarantine. They don't have a lot of talent to work with. He's available, so I understand that. But to tell me that he shot to the top of the AEW rankings with that fucking record. Like, come on, man. Like some of these things I just can't get over. Wow. I, I, I agree with you hundred percent. I, but all I'm going to say is, cause there's really nothing I can say to defend it. It is dumb. It's probably the, the thing I enjoy the least on the show Oh yeah. is, is that their pro the promos that they set up. It's it, they're at least I feel enjoyable to watch. Yeah, that's the only plus yeah, I can promos, take out of it. The promos are well done. Yeah, yeah, you know, they're well done. I'm just not into Ambrose and Swagger or Moxley, and like, it just does nothing for me. Like, you know, oh, like, I get that. I can't defend it. I know that yeah. you you guys call me an AEW mark, but I that's something I, I I I actually hope that because I have no expectations for this match next week, it might actually be good. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You know. We'll see. Now, the main event I thought was really good. I thought uh, Sean Spears did a good job. Cody did a good job. It was well done. You didn't have a problem with the finish. Um, What, did he kick out of the uh, crossroads? No, that he was pinned using a figure four leg lock. A, no, a move I, thought, that's... I thought that was actually creative and something different I haven't seen. Okay. I just didn't know how your, what your thoughts would be about it. Because it's a no, pretty... I, Here's what annoyed me about that, Ken. Okay. Sean Spears pounding his arms up and down the whole time. If you're able to do that, why can't you just roll your shoulder up? Oh, I got yeah. that. I, I thought <laughs> I took it more like he was like in so much pain he was freaking out, like not wanting to tap. You know, it was I don't know, it was okay. it was a little goofy, but it was different, you know. I thought he did a good job. I was impressed by Spears. I mean, I feel bad for the guy because I don't think he ever wins, even in mm. this even in this thing, he doesn't ever win. But, um, you well, know, this is, a, this is a tough thing because you know that he's not like going to win this belt right now. They're like the way they're booking it is definitely going to be, you know, Cody. it's going to be. Yeah. Unless, I want Cody to win this belt. I think he deserves to win it. I thought Cody, Cody is so over. I thought Cody should have been the first champion in AEW, but instead they went with the Jericho. And I understand that he didn't want to take the belt off him. I think for a TNT championship, 
that's Cody has been the driving force to a lot of that happening. I think he deserves to be the inaugural champion. And I agree. I, I just, uh, I mean, the guy is so over. I know he doesn't need a belt to be over, but I just think it makes that belt legit. Gives it like a good standing that like Cody Rhodes was the first ever TNT champion. You know, like, I don't know if you should have Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, or one, or even Lance Archer as that, because I still don't know if those guys are going to have longevity and be there till the end. You don't know. Yeah, they're good now and are doing well, but I, you know, I don't know. I Cody ain't going nowhere. That's his show. You know. Yeah. What do you think, Brock? I think he'd be a good first one to win, but I doubt that they'll do it. I honestly, I'd like to see. I think Darby Allen should be the first one, but I get what you're saying where it's, you know. Yeah. I mean, Darby's a great homegrown talent too. He's over Good that. We do all the time. Oh, Dustin Rhodes. Get on. Whoever wins the Dustin Rhodes, Kip Sabian match is going to be the first champion. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be odd if like, you're going to see Cody and um, Archer start their feud with the title match. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. Like, if if it was me and I was fantasy booking it, I would do, like, let's say, um, what's his name, surprisingly gets, like, loses to Colt. So, you like, and Colt goes on to the first round. Yeah. And then you have, when, during the Darby Allen-Cody match, you have... Colt Cabana could, could win on, a, on, on Lance Archer getting disqualified. Yeah, exactly. Easy. And you then, protect mm-hmm. him and it's easy. Easy. Yeah. And then you uh, you can have, you know, Lance Archer interfere on the match, you know, do something. And then, you know, then they can start their feud. And then it's something separate than the belt. I always think that he's I actually think Cody's bigger than the belt right now. Like he's got so much going on. I get it. I get it. Yeah. But and then maybe you have who do you have Darby Allen versus um, Kip Saban, Darby Allen versus Cole Cabana. I think either of those two. Um, I really think they really dropped the ball by having the Sammy Guevara Darby Allen match first to start off. Yeah, I think Sammy versus been, Darby for the belt could have been good. Oh, could have been huge. Yeah. yeah. But you know, all in all, um, I think they're doing a great job in this difficult time, uh, trying to put on a show. Their show feels different than watching a WWE show, especially with the talent that they have around. I loved that that one dude with the pineapples kept getting involved in a match, and uh, Chris Jericho was calling him Pineapple Pete or Sugar whatever. Dun- I don't know, I don't know who that guy was. He's like, Pineapple Pete over there. Somebody arrest that guy. That was absolutely hilarious. I mean, I wish Jericho <laughs> could announce each week. That's but, um, uh, that's former Chikara superstar Sugar Dunkington, one half of the throwbacks. Oh, is he, is he a QT Marshall school person too? Uh, he might not be. I, Brock, did we see him live with the Chikara stuff before, or was this after? Was he one of the newer guys? I don't think he was there yet. Okay, but yeah, he's he's like had like a basketball like. Um, he's like a hardwood guy. Yeah, that was like his, it was like a basketball like seventies basketball shtick. Okay. So, but he, I don't think he's bad. He might, he might be, you know, a QT Marshall guy, but he's. Yeah. Well, it was good. They, all in all, they, they did a good show. Good job. It was a good show. Fun two hours, couple good matches, couple good spots. Um, so last thing, um, 
wanted to go into. Um, I figured we'd talk about Ken, did you watch the newest episode of Dark Side of the Ring? No, I'm behind on it. I'm going to try to catch up. I'm off after I'm off. So you can talk about it. Okay. Um, so I got caught up. Brock got me into this show last week. Um, uh, real quick, I did see the ratings here. Uh, these ratings are really low um, compared to what they are. But for the first time in 2020, NXT beat AEW with 693 and AEW at 692. So very wow. close, but really low ratings for both these shows. These shows were normally in the eight or nine hundred. So what are people you know. watching instead. I don't know. I don't know anything frozen two on disney plus but anyway um dark side of the ring the recent episode this week brock did you watch it i did it was brawl for it all um which first let me talk about the one last week i i caught up and watched the new jack one i was stunned by that episode i never knew that new jack was that much of a piece of shit i knew he was like (sighs) bad but oh my god i was stunned by that episode that was unbelievable Stabbing yep. people in the ring, trying to kill guys, stun gunning a guy, then throwing him off that bell. The way that guy screamed when he tossed him off the balcony after he stun gunned him, like I'm like, oh my god, how's this guy not in jail? I don't know. It's crazy. When he stabbed that guy with a Wolverine claw <laughs> like fifteen <laughs> times, people are like, Oh my god, he's stabbing that guy. I'm like, this is crazy. And then he just talks about it so casually. Yeah, he doesn't doesn't even care. So the new one they did the brawl for it all, which was the boxing match that they did. I thought that episode was fantastic. I loved everything about that. I loved hearing Bart Gunn's perspective of the whole thing. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Um, hearing Jim Cornette just go off on, um, uh, what's his name? Vince Russo. Vince Russo. I mean, and Vince Russo is like, dude, get over it. We're like old. It's wrestling. And he's like, I hope that piece of shit dies. I hate him. I'll kill him and his family. Like Jim Cornette is crazy. The things he was saying. <laughs> Jim Cornette is the pro wrestling uh, Joe Exotic. Oh, he's nice. He but um, it was interesting. Like Bar- Brock said, from Bart Gunn's perspective, like when he beat Dr. Death, Steve Williams, like, they just hated him after that for it. They wanted him done for. They wanted him out. They were so mad. that Because Dr. Death was supposed to be, like, a big star with him, which I don't even remember that that well. I remember Dr. Death being there, but he well, broke his leg. The, they brought him in, and they put, immediately put him in this. Yeah, and they were where was he at before? Was he, was he in WCW? He was an all-Japan guy. And they, he was going to come in and be, like, this big major threat. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Because he was and, legit. And Bart Gunn knocked him out in like 35 seconds. <laughs> Which just shows that you should maybe not be jobbing these guys out that are legit badasses. Like, yeah. yeah. Crazy. And then it, all because Bradshaw mouthed off once that he was the toughest guy on the roster. So Vince Russo created his whole tournament just <laughs> to prove Bradshaw wrong. And then Bradshaw made it to the finals and Bart Gunn knocked him out and like 20 seconds like really bad it just makes it surprising so many guys got injured and hurt and concussed and were on the shelf because of it It was an absolute nightmare yeah godfather missed what 10 months because of it yeah 
And Dan Severn was the only guy smart enough after his first round match against Bob Hall. He was like, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm not doing it. I got nothing to prove. I'm not doing this. Someone's going to get hurt, even though he won. It would have been interesting to see if he made it to the finals. He probably would have, because he was at the top of his game at the time at UFC. Then you had Draws was in it. <laughs> Crazy. Draws got screwed, too. Like, they... Is he the one who fought Dr. Death in the first round? No. He made it no, to he, a couple of rounds. He made it to the semifinals against Bradshaw, and then the Bradshaw won by judge's decision. Yeah, because they did. Yeah. He's like, that was fixed. He's like, they just wanted Bradshaw to get his ass kicked by Bart Gunn. Yeah. It's crazy. It was great. It was interesting as hell. It was crazy. Is it the whole Butterbean thing? Yeah, they put him against Butterbean just to punish him for ending Dr. Death's career. And then the whole story that they told Bart Gunn that he had to learn how to box instead of just going out there street brawling. And Butterbean's like, I was kind of worried because I I watched the brawl for all matches. I'm like, I couldn't prepare for that. He's just coming out swinging wildly. He's like, if he would have caught me with one of those, he had a 50-50 shot of knocking me out. But he's like, he came out and squared up like a boxer. He's like, oh, I'm going to beat this guy in just a few seconds. And he's like, I did he did. He was like, I'm going to hurt this guy. He's like, you better not get back up. Then he's like, oh, shit, he's getting back up. He's like, all right. And he leveled him, man. Oh, my God, that he beat him down. His kids were crying at school the next day because all the kids were making fun of him, saying that their dad killed somebody on national TV. <laughs> uh, it was crazy. It was definitely interesting. Um, I went back and watched a lot of the first season stuff. Um, the Bruiser Brody episode was good. That was crazy. Tony Atlas. Tony, Tony Atlas, all that. It's just nuts. I really enjoyed the Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth one. I thought that was good. Yeah, he's crazy, Savage was. Yeah. I didn't realize how crazy he was. I thought it was just a gimmick, but nope. The oh, gimmick can, was toned down from the real guy. Yeah, flipping out, controlling, telling Elizabeth what she needs to do, and don't interact with stuff, keeping her like a prisoner. Randy was no joke. So you just haven't watched the Gino Hernandez one yet. Is that any good? It it's interesting. Like even watching the episode, I still don't know what happened to him. Okay. But um The Vaughn Eric it, episode was fantastic too. Yeah, that one was rough for me though. I watched I, I well I well I had it on and my wife came in and sat with me and watched it on Saturday morning while we were eating my breakfast. You know, my wife's brother had passed away too and all that and basically just in the story of the von anik family five brothers and all of them die but one and oh, it's wow. so she's watching it and was like don't tell me he's gonna die too i'm like oh yeah <laughs> like and what three of them kill themselves and one dies from a heart attack yeah the younger younger three killed themselves and one died of natural causes david died of natural causes but then they also had a sixth brother that died when um kevin was young he died when he was six years old remember he like drowned yeah i didn't even know he existed until yeah oh my god that it's just so tragic kevin tried committing suicide by cop which i didn't know was a thing either that story was Uh, crazy mm -hmm. ken did you ever watch that one ken's gone um his battery died so basically, Justin, this guy, after losing all of his brothers, goes into a shop in Texas and basically says, 
I'm going to steal this shotgun right in front of all these guys. And they're either going to shoot me or going to call the cops and the cops are going to shoot me. Like I'm going to kill myself. This is it. So he like shoves the gun down his pants right in front of all of them, looks at them and goes, what? And then starts walking out and turns to them and they go, we love you, man, whatever you need to do. And like, basically you're like, you know, we're here for you, brother. And he like, left and then came back in, took the gun out, sat there, cried with them. They all hugged him, basically saved his life. And he like decided to not go through with it. It was absolutely crazy. And now he's like living off the land in Hawaii. He's like, yeah, (laughs) but he does, he does have boys that he wants to get into wrestling. His two sons. I don't know where they're at or what they do. They're in MLW now. Do the other brothers have kids at all? I don't think so. I don't. Most of them were too young to have had children. I think, because Kevin's kids are young. They're probably in their early twenties at the oldest. Yeah, they do look young. I would not put them in wrestling. They're already doing it though. Yeah, that's. that's it's crazy. a different time now. Like the whole thing that started all this was David dying in Japan, yeah. because he worked through an injury and got an infection that gave him a heart attack, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And then that started the downward spiral for the rest of them. Yeah, just a suicide. I had no idea that a Texas tornado had a fake leg. It was just a foot. A fake foot. Yeah, a foot. I never knew that. All yeah. those years when I watched him when I was young and all that, I never knew that. It's crazy. Yeah, one, of them, one of them that was supposed to be the big star, Justin, he was in a, was it a motorcycle accident? Yes. I think. He lost his foot, and he could just continue to wrestle with a prosthetic, and no one ever knew until he died. Wow. That's impressive that he was able to move like that with a prosthetic foot. Mm-hmm. Like he changed his style up, and people were like, he's not as good as he was, but they just wrote it off as being part of the accident and not realizing he had lost his foot. But, yeah, that Von Eric one was tough. The young, the young brother that died, his name was Jack Von Eric. He died when he was six because he got electrocuted by an exposed wire, fell into a puddle, and drowned. How terrible is that? Your six-year-old baby that that happens to. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah, Chris they were just... was the worst. Chris Benoit was a hard one to watch, too. That was crazy, too. So good though, such a good, such a good story. It's so good. Yeah, I liked. I liked that they reunited uh, his son with uh, his wife's sister at the end. Yeah. That was cool. Which I'm so. I can't believe. Well, I can't believe the WWE kind of cut ties with that whole family altogether and didn't do anything. But um, they need to put Nancy in the Hall of Fame. If you're not going to put Chris in for the obvious reasons, don't punish her for it. Yeah, like, you could take her Benoit name away and just do put her in as woman. Mm-hmm. Or even Fallen Angel, her first gimmick. Yeah. But I, yeah. I think she should go in just as like, you know what, you know, she died very tragically. She never did anything wrong. Yeah. You know, why is she being punished? Because her husband killed her? Like, that doesn't seem fair. Right. Yeah. Considering some of like, Slick is in the Hall of Fame, isn't he? Like, yeah. <laughs> why, are we, why are we snubbing woman? There's no other reason than... She was murdered by Benoit. I mean, in that story of him murdering them, the way that all happened, I mean, spending a whole weekend with, like, your wife dead upstairs, and then you murder Mm -hmm. your kid, and then 
you could do research online and it's just crazy. It was absolutely crazy. I can't believe how messed up he got after Eddie died. Yeah. That it just really wrecked him that Eddie was like his guide in life, his like well, spiritual it, guide and everything. You got to think of it, the CTE stuff and all that that I'm sure was. But the weird thing, like, you know, the one I forget what wrestler said, it was like, you know, I know other people that have CTE and concussions and steroid, but he never wanted to go plot and kill my entire family. Like, it's still yeah, weird. It wasn't like a spur of the moment. It was planned. It was planned. It wasn't like roid rage plan where like you're just like you mm-hmm. roided out and you just choked or like he planned it out and like methodically killed his son like 12 hours later because he thought he was going to heaven. Like he really snapped mentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to feel bad for Chris Benoit. Yeah, he wasn't in his right mind. though. There's no way of it. Yeah. Between between the concussion stuff, the you know, the emotion to the mental health problems that he had with losing his best friend yeah you know everything piling on the injuries that he was working through like i think he just literally lost his mind he did yeah but yeah what a great show it's good um what else they have coming up this year that's supposed to be good uh jimmy snooka i think is next week okay and then um the road warriors have one coming up i believe Okay. I think there's 10 episodes this season. I don't know what else they have planned, though. Um, According to Wikipedia, it has um, you have the two Ben Walls, Life of Crimes and New Jack, Brawl for All. You have Snooka and the death of Nancy Argentino. That's the person he killed, right? Yeah, allegedly. The assassination of Dino Bravo, and then okay. four on un, four on un, not four unannounced. I thought the Road Warriors were one. Maybe they will be. Um, speaking of other documentaries, have you watched any of the Ruthless Aggression stuff on the network? No, no, I haven't had a chance. I caught up with it after WrestleMania on Saturday night and watched all of it. I thought it was really good too. Their documentary series are usually pretty well done. I watched the Edge one. It was a little boring till the end. You know, when they showed you all the backstage stuff with Edge afterwards, it was pretty good. But uh, um, the the Ruthless Aggression stuff was good. The John Cena stuff was good. I thought it was – his episode was good. The Lesnar one was good. I never really understood the impact of Lesnar. I didn't get it being younger at that time. But, I mean, realizing that he was 24 years old when they brought him in and he was only really there for 24 months – and did all that stuff that he did, beating Hulk Hogan, The Undertaker, uh, The Rock, all these people winning the championship. Yeah. Like, it's crazy if you think about it. Uh-huh. The success he had and then left and went away and, like, didn't come back for quite a long time. I mean, yeah, eight, it was 10 know, years. Yeah, eight or nine years. It's nuts. You know, definitely was a, an interesting story. And then the Evolution one was real good. That was great. Triple H telling stories about Mark Jindrag and the uh, when Batista got hurt and that, the story. They the talk story, about how like the entrance video had Mark Jindrag in it, and that's why they like zoom in on Flair. Yeah, and, they they shot a video okay. with Mark Jindrag, and then he said he was like, "Let me." Triple H was like, "Let me tell you about Randy Orton." He was like, 
when he would travel with me and Nate, he was fine. He said he would sit there quiet. He would talk. We like to talk to business. He's like, that's what me and Nate talk. We talk to business. He was like, Orton would sit there and be like, yeah, and throws two cents in and talk. He's like, you get him and Jin Drag in the car together. He's like, they're farting. They're burping. They're throwing things out the window. They're yelling at girls. They're getting drunk. They're acting like assholes. He's like, I could not stand being around the two of them. Because he said the whole thing with evolution was the four of us are going to travel together room together be together we're gonna make this like legit he said i could he's like nothing against mark he was like but you mix mark and randy together he's like it's the absolute worst combination in the world he's like so i no one told mark Jindrag that he wasn't in it anymore he said he went and <laughs> bought some like 500 hundred dollar suit to show up on monday night raw and uh he was like hey you know i'm ready to go and triple h was like oh you're not in it anymore and he was like oh okay what a letdown <laughs> Then they brought Batista back. <laughs> Mark Jindrak. Poor Mark Jindrak. And, uh, you know, Batista then went, you know, really launched Batista's career and Orton's career. Oh, yeah, for sure. He gave Flair another four years on his career. Yeah. It's funny when Triple H says, you know, I went to Vince and I was like, I got to do something with Nate. I feel like he's floundering here he's like let me put a group together with me and nature and like two other guys and he goes you know how vince feels about teams he's about mm-hmm. factions he was like he hates them and he like smiles you know but that was good it was like evolution i forget what the other one was it was like evolution oh it was the raw brand the split when they uh yeah. the brand split you know yeah it was mm-hmm. good they're definitely fun coming back with more episodes. yeah so you know it was good Good weekend to stay in and watch wrestling documentaries, you know. So there you go. That is about it. Uh, we will see what happens next week. Now that Mania is over, we'll see how Double or Nothing, Money in the Bank, what's going to happen. But uh, in the meantime, everybody, you know, stay safe. Take care of each other. Hang in there. And we will uh, talk to you later on. All right, everyone. That was later. a nice- and at that noise. <laughs> <laughs>